Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field. Another warm week, temperatures in the 80s. Many farmers are sitting back and enjoying uh, their 7.7s this spring. And no, I don't mean Seagram's and 7-Up. I mean that they planted their corn in 7 days or less, and it came up in 7 days or less. Seeing a lot of good stands from the pickup. Most reports coming in looks like uh, people are probably going to finish this week uh, here in Illinois with both corn and beans or early part of next week. The guys in southern central Iowa don't sound like they're just too far behind. I feel for you guys up there in northern Iowa, southern Minnesota, northern Ohio. Talking with Joe up there in north central Iowa. He said he's had 10 inches of rain the past two weeks and it was raining when we were talking. Not only are they wet, um, but they're cold. The high for Friday is only 44 degrees up in Osage, Iowa, compared to our high is predicted today to hit 87. That's 43 degree difference in just a 300 mile run. Joe says they're only about 10% planted up there. Ray over in northern Ohio is kind of in the same boat. They're in a uh, rain delay and about 5% planted. The question uh, is when do you start backing up on your hybrid maturities? And that's a question that both are, are asking. And my advice, based on our experience, is to be slow at changing your hybrid. Corn will make adjustments to being planted late. It's not as evident as soybeans, but 103, 104-day corn will peel off three to four days when planted late, meaning that 104-day corn will finish like 100-day corn. Now, it's going to lose a little yield in kernel depth, that's the most place that we see the yield loss, but usually that yield loss is less than going to a short season corn. Short season corns tend to bring along a lot more disease pressure and standability issues. So hold the line and remember what you saw in our plots last year. We were harvesting 250 to over 300 bushel corn planted May 28th through June 2nd. Replant corn from May 28th on out yielded a lot of April corn. I wish I could tell you guys, hang in there. As we finish this week, we'll put a caravan together of planters and tractors and we'll come your way and help you out. But I think the 300-mile distance would probably be a bit too much. For the rest of you, have corn and beans coming up now, it's time to put your pest team to work, put them out in the fields. Start getting stand counts, checking for uniformity of emergence. Look for early signs of weed and disease issues. We have seen some seed and dry soil causing problems. The seed chilling issues are a little stronger than I expected. This may be due to the drier soils here in Illinois allowing for temperatures to swing faster. Remember seed chilling, you're not going to be able to pick this up from the pickup and you're going to have to get out and actually do stand counts for it. The first aerial images are flown uh, 8th and 9th, so make sure you look at your aerial images before you go to the field. They'll show you the issues, especially when it talks about dry soil. You can see that showing up in these images. So make sure you're checking all portions of the field. But use those images uh, as your pest team goes to the field. There's not much you can do about late or missing plants due to seed chilling or dry soil. But now you have the evidence to identify what happened. Looking this summer and trying to figure out where those missing plants came from when all the evidence is gone, it's hard to fix it. 
if it's something we need to fix for next year. We won't know if it's disease and insects, planting depth, what it is, if the seed's gone. So that's part of your job now is to document what your planted stands are versus your actual emergence and uniformity of that emergence and what happened to those plants that aren't there. That way we can make adjustments if we need to for the next growing season. As the best pest boss or the team is hitting the fields, it is time to start watching for cutworm. Our first heavy flights here are around March 26th to the 30th. Based on heat units, they should be starting to cut now. Lucas Bear sent in some pictures of corn being cut uh, this week in Tazewell County. We had a strong catch on April 14th. So based on models, they should start feeding May 14th. We had another strong catch on April 23rd, which should start feeding around the May 17th, uh, 18th time frame. Remember, it's not what the fields look like today. It's what they look like when the flight occurred. So if you had a field with heavy residue and winter annuals out there, when the flight took place, the eggs were laid there. So even though you burned the winter annuals down or you tilled them, the eggs are still there and they're going to hatch. And that's the places that we got to go back to in our scouting. So think about vegetation uh, that the moths would have moved into to lay those eggs. We got to be scouting there. Cutworm are easy to kill, so don't let them mess up a good start. Again, a big thanks to you farmers that are running the trap lines and calling in your catches. Really helps everybody out. This week brought out the bean leaf beetle, so start looking for feeding on the beans. The feeding we get concerned about besides cotyledon feeding is feeding on the arch of a bean as it's coming through the soil. One good thing about this year is we have a lot of beans up. So bean leaf beetle tend to migrate to the bean fields that are up. And if you're the only guy with beans in your neighborhood, they're going to congregate in your field. I expect this population to be pretty dispersed across a lot of fields, and that would decrease the incidences of trouble that we have. A number of you are uh, going to be affected by the new power poles that are being installed across DeWitt and Macon County and McLean County. Um, as they pull down the old ones and replace them with bigger towers. A lot of crop damage will occur, and the question has been how do we best document or measure this loss for repayment? I recommend getting at least one aerial picture uh, on these fields both this year and next year. An aerial picture is a more detailed than a, to tell you exactly where the damage is, which will help uh, put a plan together and how we're going to harvest these fields as far as to best document that damage. Not only will we be able to pick up compaction damage this year, but we'll be able to see if it shows up again next year. Just going by field averages and yield maps just isn't the best way when we're talking about a power line to, to identify how much actual damage is done in the right of way. So you can match up your aerial imagery uh, with your harvesting process as far as how we would go in there and harvest it we may go um, and cut out those areas separately so again i would recommend thinking about putting these farms uh, into at least one aerial image this spring or the, this summer uh, and next year so if you're in uh, the power plant power line runway i guess we call it uh, call the office and, and get yourself a flight scheduled um, for those fields in the podcast email, you'll get more information on our moisture sensors uh, and what's available. We're using those moisture sensors in irrigation consulting uh, 
Last year, we had great luck with them. This year, we're expanding the sensors and taking them to farms with tile gates. So using the sensors to manage the uh, groundwater, which is shown to be a pretty big positive for yield, as well as mitigating some of the nutrient loss itself. So again, if you're interested in ground sensing and help uh, with your irrigation scheduling and your tile gates, take a look at that email and give Isaac a call and we can get you set up. Uh, you'll be leasing the sensors that we'll put out in the field. On the plot front, we're over 90% planted on corn, not too far behind on beans. Yesterday, we planted most of the soybeans here at the Corn Soybean College. Some of our infield classrooms require small beans, so they will be those will be planted in July. You'll see beans of all ages at the Farm Journal Soy, Corn Soybean College July 24th, 25th. For all the mothers out there, we here at CropTech wish you the best of Mother's Day. For the guys out there, remember the last few years planning on Mother's Day didn't work out so well. So I'm saying take the day off. We don't want any more Mother's Day massacres. To stay up to date, check out our website at croptechinc.com and subscribe to our podcast, Boots in the Field Report. Keep her safe, keep her moving.